This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And uh, these kids, I gotta say, they are growing fast. It seems like yesterday I just gave birth to Samantha. But in reality, June is going to be 12 years and then Lily's going to be turning 10. And then in the fall, Marcus is going to be turning eight. And I seriously don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Um, what I am happy about is that I am not pregnant and I don't have to go through that again. <laughs> yes, I'm going to say it and I'm going to admit it. I did not like being pregnant. Okay, so here we are. And uh, and as my kids are getting older, I was like, I got to turn to my girl, Miss Julie Cole, because she's a mama of six and uh you know, she, she's been through all the stages and we're going to talk about that today on the show. So Julie Cole, uh, co-founder of Mabel's Labels, like I said, mama of six, parenting author, just like one hell of an amazing woman. And I don't know how she does it. Julie, how are you? I'm great. It's so good to be back on the show. I know. I'm so excited <laughs> to see you. I know it's virtually, uh, but I will take anything. I will take yeah. anything. And before you know, we will be, we will be face to face. So I'm excited about that. Same girl, same. So Julie, okay. Mm. Like I, we always talk about this. I'm always amazed by you because I'm like six kids and you are an entrepreneur and we all know Mabel's labels and it's not some like teeny tiny little business. It started out, you know, in the garage and then it grew and grew and grew, but it's big. So that is like like, I don't know, a, a soccer team of kids on its own. <laughs> then you've got, you've got like, you know, like, yeah, it's been a busy, it's been, it's been a busy, yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit of a gong show really, but interesting, you know, you say that about Mabel's Labels and our little modest start and uh, we are having in March, it will be our 20th birthday. And I can't believe it was 20 years ago when we were you know, grinding away, making labels till 2am, then getting up with the little ones. And I cannot believe, you know, when you're talking about your kids' ages, I actually cannot believe your baby is going to be eight. Like, I just remember you pregnant with him yesterday. Like, seriously, it's- Where did it go? Honestly. I where time went. I know, it's ridiculous. And I feel that way about Mabel's too, you know, like that was like another baby. So- Hard to believe now we're, now we have like second generation Mabel users, you know, we're having, we're filming all our content now for Mabel's for our 20th uh, anniversary. We're having um, a segment with, um, with Kathy Buckworth, who was one of our, you know, a dear friend, yes. an original customer, but also now her, her daughter, Tori is pregnant with her third and they're like, we're on to second generation Mabel's labels users. It's like, it reminds me of when my dad, my dad was a teacher for so long. And he said, I'm teaching one of my students' grandchildren. <laughs> No, did he did? That's insane. And it's like you it's time to retire. <laughs> well, you brought up Kathy Buckworth, who we've had on the show many times. Amazing parenting expert. Yeah. And um, and just a few weeks ago, we actually had her daughter Tori on the show. You did? Oh my gosh, that's right. Yes. You did. So and yeah, she's she's something else too, isn't she? Oh my gosh. You know oh. what? Honestly, like she's such an amazing person and an amazing mama and talking about how time flies, you know, it's funny to even see how, you know, in a blink of an eye, like I know Tori before she was yeah. married. I know I was at her wedding. She was my, okay, get this. She was my summer nanny when she was a university student. And she now, would, and now she's like, 
kids of her own, expecting number three, her yeah. first girl, and from being a Mabel's Labels kid, she's now going to be a Mabel's Labels mama. Oh, I know. I know. What? It's pretty wild. I know. Yeah. So there's nothing like that to make one feel a little aged. <laughs> <laughs> send me your, send me your miracle wrinkle cream, Pina. <laughs> But Julie, talking yeah. about like time flying and kids, yeah, you have six and they right. rage in age, okay? And so, you know, you've been through different stages that I'm about to start getting into yes. and hitting. And so I'm like, okay, like, where do we start? Where do we start with all of this? I know. So like, okay, so let me just tell you where my kids are at now. So they, I actually didn't have them very close in age, but of course, when there's, um, when there's six of them, there does end up being a range because I didn't have mine. I had no twins. I had no multiples. I had them all one at a time. As you know, I had six C-sections over the years. So I, um, so my eldest actually is, um, is 23 and then, yeah. And then Posey's 21 and then Spencer's 20. Jessamy's 17, Clancy's 16, and Finian's 13. So I'm in grade, I've got grade eight, I've got grade 11, grade 12, uh, second year, third year uni, and then Mac just graduated from university. So yeah, I got the whole gamut. This is my year where I have somebody graduating from grade eight, from high school, and from university. <laughs> it's one hell of a big yeah, year. It's a big year. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You joke, you say the wrinkle cream. Uh, can I just say, <laughs> you look amazing. I don't know that I would be looking like that if I had six kids. <laughs> well, okay. you know, you can't see my uterus. <laughs> <laughs> So it's funny. Really cool. <laughs> I know. Always a good time. So yeah, it's interesting because when I was having the babies, like I always thought I was a baby guy. Like I loved, um, I loved the baby stage. And I know a lot of people like didn't like being pregnant. You you didn't love it. Yeah, I wasn't a pregnancy kind of girl. Yeah. I was fine with the pregnancy. Obviously I couldn't get them out. I was never sick. I, you know, kind of put on 20 pounds. I was like, it was easy. Um, the only problem was of course the C-sections and I'd go home and there'd be a 15 month old there as well. And I was recovering and then there'd be a 20 month old. So, you know, that, that was challenging, but I really did like the baby stage. And then I remember once I had my babies at the park and a school let out and all the school age kids came and the moms were all sitting there just drinking coffee and their kids were playing independently. And I was like, I just couldn't even imagine being at that stage where I had school age kids. I thought, what a, what a strange existence that must be. Must be. And then, and then I blinked. And now I think it's so funny that I look back and that was such a distinct memory. Like, imagine all your kids being in school. Like, that's yeah. that's crazy. And you know what? I I have to say, I have really thoroughly enjoyed every age and stage. And I know because I'm at the other end of it that they do go quickly. And I think at the time I was even cognizant of that. So it, like the age is that yours are now peanut. Like, I think those are the, like, that is so busy. I remember, you know, at that time I had six in hockey, four in dance, you know, the musical yeah. instruments and friend, social and cubs and beavers and bar, 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 you know, and chess club at school. So I mean, I, I can remember our Saturdays were like divide and conquer and so much hockey. And I remember thinking I need a bunk bed, like, or a bed at the hockey arena. But at the same time, I never resented it because I knew that it the day go. was going to come that I was, would wish 
that I was sitting, cheering on a little player on the ice on a Saturday. And honestly, now my Saturdays are open and that's like, that's just done because my kids are older. So guess when they play? Oh my gosh. Like Wednesday nights at nine 30 is when they get their ice time. Like, you know, that's yeah. because they're older. So those Saturday mornings, those hectic Saturdays are just very chill. So I knew it would happen and it did happen. So I would say, just try to know that each age and stage is just a moment in time. And you really are going to blink and miss it if you don't pay attention. <laughs> it's so true. And one yeah. of the things everyone always says is, <clears throat> I say it too, but I need to practice it more. And, and it's something that I'm constantly working on because I'm not the best at it. But the past is in the past. You can't get it back. The right. future is yet to come. And it's not a promise either because we right. don't know if we'll be here, right? All we have is this present moment right now here. Um and, and we have to make the most of it and try to be as present as possible, which is not an easy thing to do when it's, it's something I not. with all the time, but like you said, like you blink and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. My mom used to always say to me, cause I was that kid. I'm always like, you know, I was, I'm still the same. Like I, I literally have been the same personality all my life. My mom kept journals of us when we were babies and mine, when I was like, three months old, she wrote, Julie doesn't want to miss out on any of the action. She doesn't want to go to bed. She demands a lot of attention, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it was just like, she wrote this for all of like her four kids and nobody else is journal said that at three months it's and what they are like, like my mom is convinced we're born with our personalities. So she said, oh, yeah. you know, I was always like, I can't wait till I can't wait till. And mom always said, Julie, don't wish your life away. Don't wish, you know, and it's so funny because now I say to my kids, I'll be like, I can't wait till I can, I'm sick, like my 13 year old. I can't wait till I'm 16 and I can drive too. And I'm like, enjoy 13, buddy. Enjoy 13. Don't wish your right? life away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as parents, you know what I mean? A lot of parents get caught up in that too. Like, especially like during those really hard moments, like, listen, the newborn stage is beautiful yeah. and they're so cute and they're yeah. sweet and they don't talk back. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I kept having them. Honestly, the dopamine hit that I would get when I had a baby was like, I'm going back in, man. I'm going back in. I need one more hit of that stuff. And I mean, I've but joked it's like, you know, when we're in that stage and then yeah. it's like, then the, the night hits and then you're up all night with them and you're freaking yeah. out and like, are you having problems breastfeeding or whatever it may be? Yeah. You're, you know, it's like no sleep. You're like, Oh, I can't wait for them to be older. And then it's like, Oh, I can't wait for them to be in school then they're in school. Oh, I then you're like yeah. tired because of like all the sports and extracurricular yeah. activities and, and everything like that. And then you're like, Oh, I can't wait for them to be 16 and they can drive themselves. I know. I know. And, but it's like, we're always looking ahead, yeah. but savor. I find the problem. Yeah. Savor the moment. And you know what? I do think COVID made us all slow down. Like there was, you know, it was obviously a terrible time, but in a way, like we were all forced to spend time with our families and, um, and that, and that was okay. Like that was a time I think we all recalibrated. And I think a lot of people after COVID and things opened up again, I think we made changes. Like I definitely was like, my kids are overprogrammed. That's it. I'm not running. I'm not running around like right? the crazy it mad woman anymore. I'm done. It made us stop and reevaluate. Yes. Everything. So it was a little bit of a gift for, I think, you know, for when you're doing that, you know, what's next, what's next, what's next, where are we yeah. going now? You know, like I was thinking about all the meals we had in the car, thermoses in the car on a, you know, pick up from here to there and the drive-throughs. And it's like, I was like, I'm not going back stop. there, man. 
yeah, I'm not going let's back. Stop. Let's yeah. reevaluate and like let's like slow things down. We are talking with Julie Cole on the show today, and it's all about talks to teens and even beyond that. So don't go anywhere because this is the parenting show right here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News. Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night and you are tuned into The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And I've got my girl, Julie Cole, joining me. Mama of, wait for it, wait for it. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six. Six. And they're they're all hers. Okay. Like I just need to throw that out there. And they're children. They're humans, not pets. Okay. <laughs> just to clarify. Uh, she's also one of the co-founders of Mabel Labels and an amazing author. You got to go pick up her book, by the way. Um, so Julie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're right. They're uh, not, they're not pets, but I do call them Aussie sometimes. Like, <laughs> you know, when you start calling the kids by the dog's name, you know, you've had, you have just too many living things in your house. There you go. <laughs> that's you the, that's the test. You know what you gotta do? You gotta get some of those, uh, shout out to, uh, cookie pals, great Canadian company and they do amazing cookie treats uh like for for dogs really made with human grade ingredients yeah I think they're actually out in Hamilton not Ooh, well my eat. way okay so you know what you do you can kill two birds with one stone there you buy cookie pal uh dog treats because they're made with human grade ingredients they can be consumed by humans so Fantastic. you can give some to the dog some to the kids boom done perfect lunch snacks going for it <laughs> But yeah, actually, get back to the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget the dogs. <laughs> so we're talking like, you know, we're talking about our kids. I've got three. You like double that. Um, and I'm getting into a different stage now because they're getting older, and you've been there. So it's like we're going to uh, talk. I was gonna say teen to tots. Can you imagine this, yeah. Benjamin? Mark, Mark, and Mindy. Teens yeah. and beyond. And, um, and I'm going to start getting into that. Like, well, cause I you're tweens now tweens. you're in, the, you're in the tweens, right? Like your youngest, I yeah, think they're really considered, I know, I think they're considered tweens at eight or is it nine? So you're getting there. You're three. Yeah. Tweens so yeah. I've got, I've got two in that, in that yeah. stage right now. And I know we were just talking about being present and not saying like, oh, I can't wait for the next stage. I can't wait for the next stage. Cause when you say that you're missing out on all the good and there is good and right. fun and like moments right now in the present right yeah absolutely but these teen years i'm not gonna lie i'm a little bit scared so help me out and help out all the other parents that are in the same boat julie like okay so i do yeah like i mean i right now i have um i'm down to three teens at my peak i was at five um at the same time and it's so funny because again like from our last segment we were talking about you know things seem so far away i remember when i had um, my fifth baby, somebody turned to me and they said, you do realize you're going to have five teenagers at the exact same time. And I was like, oh, that's a really crazy thing to say. And then <laughs> I remember when Clancy turned 13, I'm like, I'm there. I'm at that point where that person said, I have the five teens all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And it was, and it, it, it felt fast, right? Like it always does. So 
Look, um, there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of challenges I think that parents um, face when having teens. Um, so uh, we've gotten through fairly unscathed. I've got to be honest, I don't think I've ever had them like swear at me or slam a door. I mean, they probably roll their eyes behind my back, but they do. Um, they're pretty respectful and they're pretty, they're pretty great kids. And I was really afraid of the teen years and I am thoroughly enjoying it, but I will say some of the challenges that of course we face and things that I've learned along the way. Um, so I think what the best way to go when you have a bunch of teenagers, if, if, if you can like pick the hill you want to die on, you know, like, what is it that like, you don't want a lot of kids at this age are really not loving themselves. So do you want to go hard on them? Do you want to feel like you're not like loving them either that, you know, they say if when the kids are most unlovable, that's when they need you to love them most. So, and they can be unlovable when they're teens, right? So just remember when they're being that way and also when they're being that way, when they're being rude to you, often it's because they can be, they trust you. They're safe with you. They know that you're going to love them. So, you know, they're, they're going to hold on, like they can't say it to their teachers or their friends, or they're holding this all in and then they can go all on mom. Cause moms are always like, why are they so mean to me? Why are they so abusive? And honestly, it sounds bizarre, but it's kind of a compliment. You know what, Julie? I just had this conversation with yeah. one of mine the other day. I was like, I don't get it. I'm like, why do you do this? I'm like, you yeah. don't go to school and, and talk to your teacher this way. She, like, of course, of course not. It? And of course you just said it. And I'm yeah. like, it's true. And I guess yeah. you can look at it in the sense of like, it is somewhat of a compliment because- yeah they trust us and they feel comfortable with us. And, you know, not for anything. I want my children to trust me and feel comfortable with me because yeah. one thing I always say is that like communication is key and you need those open lines of communication because for if you sure. don't and you, your kids don't feel that they can come and talk to you about things, especially entering these teen years. Oh, it's, it's critical. They do feel unlovable and they're going through a lot of stuff. Like remember sometimes when they were little that you would have, and you might even have this with the youngest, they, they would call it the after school restraint break or something. I forget the title. And what would happen is like the kid would be so, so good. They'd be, you know, so regulated at school. They can, you know, and then they come home and it's like, blah, they just like exploded and they were, you know, they're hangry and because they worked for six hours to keep it all together. So, and stay regulated. And then as soon as they come home, they're unregulated and people, you know, that's why parents would be like, go to school interviews and the parents and the teachers would be like, your child's an angel. And they're like, what child are you talking about? Same children here. Yeah. Like, how is this that we have the same children? And that's the same thing, I think, just on a different level with um with teens. And I find, you know, the best thing we can do. I, I saw it was interesting. There was a thread I'm on a few um Facebook threads for parents of teenagers. And somebody put, you know, what's an appropriate curfew? And so people are saying, oh, 12 or whatever. They're going on and on and on. I'm like, leave that word out of it. Like. Like, why are you even saying that? What you need to say before their kid goes, you, the kid goes out is like, hey, what time do you think you're going to be home tonight? 
Like, this is all I've ever done. And they'll be like, how do you feel about like 1130 or midnight? I'm like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Where are you going to be headed? Well, the plan is we're going to go here. Um, if there's any major changes, I'll let you know. But otherwise, I'll be home then. I'm like, That's great. Amazing. It's great. Because soon as you say curfew, then it's rules, oh, yeah. then it's control. And then it's what they break curfew. Like, no, don't it's make got it. that negative vibe. hundred percent. hundred percent. The fewer rebel. Yeah. The fewer like rules, the better make it a conversation, you know, like make it just, what do you think about? Like, we've never used the word curfew. And then, you know, the same with punishment. Like, I think honestly, Pina, I've, I've never punished a teenager. I've never, I've never had to, because like, what, what would I do? So they mess up we talk about it. Like, what do I want to do? Ground them, make them stay home with me all the time. I don't think so. I don't understand this grounding. Why would you deprive them of their social things? Why would you want them in your house? Like grounding to me makes no sense. It never has. I was raised with these kids on my court who were constantly getting grounded. We were never grounded because my mom's like, get outside. You know, I just don't see it as a reasonable punishment. And, and I guess my guys just, I'll be like, Hey, what, you know, that Mark wasn't great. Do you feel like you, you know, didn't study well enough or what, like, what can we do? Like, what is the lesson? Like, what's the lesson here? And what can we take making somebody just stay home um, or taking things away from them? What do they learn from that? What do they learn? And it just, I just doesn't work for my family. I, it may, you know, and, and I'm not saying it doesn't work for every family and everybody has teenagers doing different things. And I'm, I'm, I am not going to say that great parents make great teenagers because I know great parents whose teenagers are absolute disasters to them. Oh, yeah. So do not carry this parents. If your kids are being absolute little, you know, what's this is not on you. They're all different personalities. Said that. So let yourself off the hook. I mean, you can, I don't even like, I still have a 13 year old, so I don't know what my, like, I've got friends who are parenting experts, whose kids would sneak out at night and, you know, crash cars and, and like say, I can't believe you wrote a book because you suck as a parent. Like we all have like all of us in the parenting space, like all we're doing is doing our best sharing what we've learned, but you got to do what's best for you. But you know what you said, and it's going back to also what I said, you you're having conversations, whether it's about quote unquote curfew. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What time do you think you'll be home? Even talking about an assignment. Why do you think you got this great on it? That's communication, right? It's conversation. Yes. It is speaking to them as you would another adult. Right. And I understand sometimes the dialogue and the vocabulary is going to change depending on the age, you know what I yeah. mean? Of the child that you're speaking to, but having those open lines of communication. I do have a funny story. Um, and this is where I learned the value of no punishment. So I was away at a hockey tournament with my daughters and my son um, was at university or was he? Yeah, he was, he must've been like first year university. Anyway, so he, um, he was going to his friend's place um, and then, or his friend was going to you know, visit him, whatever. So he and his buddy were going to get together and exams were coming up, his first set of exams. Anyway, so I get a message from his friend's mom saying, hey, I just got a message that Max's phone died. So if you need to get a hold of him, 
Oh, he wasn't getting together with a friend. That's it. The mom messaged me and said, oh, if you can't get a hold of Mac, he's with Matthew. So um, just message uh, Matthew if you need to get a hold of him. And I was like, well, why is he with Matthew? Oh, this is interesting because he's supposed to be studying for exams in, in Guelph. So anyway, as it turns out, didn't he and Matthew go to some Smash Bros? Like they're gamers. Smash you know Bros. Tournament? Yeah, tournament in Toronto. And it was like December or January. So they went there. They went all the way there. Um, Mac didn't plan properly. So he didn't have enough money to get into the Smash Bros tournament. He wasn't dressed appropriately for the winter. Like he had a hoodie on or maybe a t-shirt, whatever. I'm at a he runs into my sister's husband, my brother-in-law in Union Station. And my brother, Uncle Andrew's like, Mac, what are you doing here in downtown Toronto? He's like, don't tell mom. <laughs> so then hilarious, right? So then he's messaging me and I'm like, dude, I'm at a hockey tournament, whatever. So I get home a day later. He's standing on the, he's like, when are you coming home? I'm like, I'll be home at like three o'clock. I get home. He's standing on the driveway mom, what, what's my punishment? I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, it was a natural consequence, buddy. You went to the smash pros tournament. You didn't get in. Cause you had no money. You didn't dress appropriately. You ran into your uncle, Andrew. You've been sitting on like nails for two days waiting for me to get home. What your punishment is. And the thing was, here's it is. And this was my big lesson. He said, I said, why didn't you tell me? He's like, because it's exam time. And I knew you would say I shouldn't go. And I said, no, what I would have done is like, let's look back a couple of weeks beforehand and see how we can prep for exams so that you're ready enough to be able to go to this event. Julie, you're awesome. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what, that was the lesson. And he was like, ah, right. And this is why also, um, well, you know what? We can talk about it when we come back, but I want to talk about teens that lie or are not truthful with their parents and what we can do about that. Because that for me was like, he he hid that from me and learned afterwards that I would have actually worked with him to come up with a plan. And he is, I mean, he is on spectrum. So he has executive functioning issues. So I do need to interfere with this guy a little bit. The other, other university students, I totally ignore, (laughs) but with him, you know, they're all different. Um, yeah, so that was that was a good lesson for both of us. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. A lot of parents fail to realize that um, it's a learning curve on both parts. Yes. We're talking all about our kids from tots to teens and beyond with Julie Cole on the show today. Don't go anywhere because we will be back with more right here on 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night and you are tuned into the Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca, and we're talking all about our kids tonight with Julie Cole, of course, mama of six, author and one of the co-founders of Mabel's Labels. Um, Did I say mama of six? I'm pretty sure I said mama of six. That's six. S-I-X, six, the number after five, one lower than seven. Thank God, lower than seven. (laughs) 
<laughs> Julie, we're talking about the teen years yeah, and we're talking about like natural consequences. And you just told us a story about your son and, you know, heading to Toronto and just like him punishing himself. Yeah. Right. Like he went there with no money. So he couldn't go to the event. He didn't have a coat. And then of course he ran into his uncle. And this is the lesson my kids have also learned is that I know so many people <laughs> they can't get away. I mean, Here's a kid who runs into his uncle so randomly in Union Station. Like, my kids will be, you know, my kid was working at McDonald's and friend message, oh, your child was so polite to me when I ordered my morning coffee at McDonald's. I'm like, you guys, I got eyes and ears everywhere. And they know it because when you have six kids, you know, you do know so many parents, right? Because you have hockey parents times six, you have swimming lessons parents times six, you've got camp parents times you've got, and plus, I mean, I'm out there, right? I'm, I'm kind of publicky, yeah. right? So yes, people everyone know my kids. you from like, yeah. you're, you're active on social. It's yeah. the same thing with me. My yeah. kids turn to me and they're like, mama, you know, everyone. And, and if you don't know them, they still know who you exactly. are. Exactly. How do they know who we are? I'm like, yeah. best behavior. You exactly. never know who's watching. I literally, I just like, I drop that little bit of info and I just let it fester with them. Yeah. And I'm like, you, you, you know, just under just, that. No, yeah. <laughs> and I just say, you know, mom, mom's always know. Moms, we've got, we've got little helpers out there. We all look out for each other's kids. So <laughs> I it will hear so about true. it. <laughs> but you know, it's funny um, with that story there was some dishonesty there because he didn't, he didn't tell me, you know, that he was, he was going and I couldn't help him then plan for a, for a successful trip. And that's why there was the natural consequence of it not being successful, but it did make me think a lot about, um, you know, uh, kids and, and dishonesty and, and lying. And I am, I am fortunate that my kids don't lie to me, but it's not actually a fortune or luck thing. I've, I think I've done a fairly good job in creating an environment. If to me, if a kid lies to me, I would think, what have I done that made me not safe to tell the truth? Yes. So why is it they feel they have to lie to me? Um, and, you know, the little, like we've got my 13 year old, he's a funny little fellow. And the others I find are pretty demanding and hard on him. And he does fib to them, not to me, but he fibs to them. And I turn to them. I'm like, why do you think he fibbed? because he was afraid to tell you the truth because of how you would respond. So that's on you. So I think if people can't tell you the truth, then you have to kind of self-reflect and figure that out. Why don't they? And that's a good conversation you can have with your kids, right? If they tell you something and you're like, look, that wasn't true. Um, what can I have done to help, you know, make that a safer space for you? Like, cause sometimes they're worried about the consequences. Sometimes they're worried about the punishment, right? Famous last words, mom, if I tell you, do you promise you won't be mad at me? You know, yeah. like, I don't think I've ever had a kid say that, but every, you know, we all say that, right? Like we said that to our parents that like you want to tell them the truth, but you're so afraid of the punishment. So um, I think we just need to reflect on how we as parents can make us safe. Yeah, it is. It is all about creating that safe environment. And again, yeah. going back, like what you're saying, these conversations, that's communication. And I say it like, I, I think I say it on the show every week. Communication yeah. is key. And it doesn't matter what relationship we're talking about, whether it's with a friend, our life partner, our children, yeah. you know, um, even just the people that like we encounter 
you know, on a day-to-day basis. And here's the thing, like things are going to shift when you're, when you have teenagers. So some of the communication, you got to think about your communication opportunities, right? So, you know, when they're little, you have different opportunities. You're doing tuck-ins and you're reading stories and talking about. So what I found most effective and the best way to communicate with my kids is meeting them where they are, do the things that interest them. I am watching the most ridiculous anime right now that I have no interest in. It's called The Bizarre Adventures of Jojo or Jojo's Bizarre Adventures. Anyway, I'm on season whatever. My 13-year-old is obsessed with this show and he desperately wanted me to watch it because they love sharing what they love like Their just world. like we yeah so now we watch jojo's bizarre adventure yeah you know a couple episodes every day and we talk about my favorite characters and, and it's really hard to stay paying attention but i do and i don't bring my phone and and uh and you know we talk about the different you know powers that each of the characters have and the characters Love and what it. what's and that's so it's meeting him where he is and then you know what you'd be surprised at the conversation you can spin off that you know and 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 my other guy, he loved Breaking Bad and love it. I watched every season and I hate violence. This is not a show I can watch. As soon as you hear the word cartel in something, I'm off. Don't like watch I just, Stone. Yeah, and yeah, right. Like I just, that is not my thing at all. But, you know, and even he went to camp and I kept writing to him about, you know, what characters were doing, what he had already watched the series, but then he was watching again with me. So oh, he could see my amazing. reaction. That's also a bonding moment. hundred percent. Like watch them play. I remember how much Fortnite I watched them play. I sat and watched them play Minecraft. I wanted to stab my eyeballs. It was so boring, <laughs> but you could be like, Oh, that was a good hiding spot or good kill or, you know, meet them where they are. And that's where your communication opportunities are because there are so much media that they're consuming where there's lessons in that and, you know, watching TikToks together and doing those sorts of things. So, you know, don't try and pull them into your idea of the best place to communicate or your idea or saying only we, we have to have dinner every night because that's where our communication happens. Well, that doesn't happen around here. We don't have dinner every night because one kid's at the gym, the other kid is teaching dance and they have part-time jobs now. So you have to find these opportunities in other places. And I would still say, do the tuck-in. They still love a tuck-in. If you, know you can I still do, do the that. tuck-in. We, yep. we do yep. that. And I actually introduced something else. Julie, I think you'll be proud of me. Okay. Yeah. So uh, when we do our tuck-in at night, yeah. we always do our prayers too. Yeah. And I started this, this new thing. Like I just started a few weeks ago where I asked them, what was the best part of your day? Yeah. And they get to share a positive with me. Yeah. Even if they had a really crappy day, yeah. it forces them to stop and think about something really cool that happened. And they share it with me and Love it changes it. their mood. And then they're like, oh, then they get excited to ask me, what was the best part of your day, mama? Love it. Love it. I think also, I love that at bedtime just before they go to sleep. But if you are at dinner or if you're in the car, you can say, what was the challenge you faced? And then you can kind of Ooh. autopsy it, right? You can be like, oh, well, so-and-so did this to me at recess. Be like, okay, how did you respond? Okay. How could we have shaped that differently? Or how could you have? So yeah, we always autopsy things. Oh, I like it. Okay. What went well, even better if. (laughs) We're talking all about our kids. So don't go anywhere because this is the parenting show right here on 640 Toronto.
listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News. Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. It is Sunday, and this is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And my special guest is Miss Julie Cole, um, my good friend, mama of six, author, one of the co-founders of Mabel's Labels, and we're talking all about our kids. And Julie, you've got six, and and you're ahead of me, so I turn to you, girl, for all the <laughs> help and advice. You know, we've been talking a lot about the teen years, uh, because a lot of us are either there, or like myself, entering, we're in the, the pre-teen, the tween stage. Right. Um, and I gotta ask you, though, because... I did something at Christmas. You bought a phone, didn't you? So I actually <laughs> gave them my old phones. I handed them down. Um, and it was something that like, I really, really thought about for a very, very long time because Samantha's 11, Lily's nine, Marcus is seven. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, is this too young? Like I got my phone when I was in high school, but obviously that was a long time ago, you know, and things have changed. Yeah. So let's talk phones. Did I, okay. did I make a, well, Hey, or- every family has to do what works for them. Right. A- around here. Um, when you're in high school, if you can afford a phone, you can get a phone. Um, although we went a little early with Finn, he's only in grade eight and he's got, cause one of the kids had an old phone or whatever, but I don't think he's got data on it. And also it doesn't like go to school or it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, no, we just strictly use Wi-Fi. There's no phone yeah. plan and it doesn't go to school. Like, and I do like it because we have our fam jam group text. So, you know, he can see that he, cause before he was feeling left out, if I was like, okay, dinner's going to be at this time. And I send it to the fam jam and this is what we're having. He was like, everybody seems to know what's going on except me so you know we'd be like well it was on fam jam he's like i don't have a phone so it's um it's been helpful for that um i'm not a huge fan for my kids of getting phones early um mostly because um i know a a lot of parents want to get them because they want their kids to get a hold of them in an emergency but i don't want my kids to get a hold of me in an emergency (laughs) I, i i say that just but i'm kind of telling the truth. I want them to problem solve it. Like, I don't want them to fall off their bike and phone me. I want them to fall off their bike and, and knock on a neighbor's door or their brother to carry them home and then go get the bike. I I don't want to be, I I would say today's problem solvers are tomorrow's leaders. And I, and I want them to practice problem solving. I don't want to be their first go-to and the emergencies really look more like, Hey mom, I'm at the mall. Can you pick me up at the Starbucks instead of the whatever? Like that's not an emergency in my book. So we can just meet at the original space. Like that's fine. Um, so yeah, not a big fan for my family having them too young, but again, everybody has to do what's comfortable and a parent, and especially parents who are co-parenting, you know, if you have your kids at, um, you know, your, your co-parents house, they might want to be able to get a hold of you. So a phone is very handy in those, those situations. A thing that I'm not a big fan of with teens and phones is parents tracking them. Um, parents have these, you know, they, they can track where their kids are. That's not my style. I don't want to know where my kids are all the time. Um, I feel like that's a real thing. Like I'm spying on them. And to me, there's a trust issue there. Um, I like to know that maybe they, maybe they've gone and done something a little naughty. Maybe they've gone out with their friends and played hooky that like, they'll tell me that or the school will phone me. 
It's that's what we do. Like that's you what high school is. I want, I did it. <laughs> I want, I actually want my kids to act like teenagers because that's where you learn the lessons yeah. that you bring to adulthood. I don't want to be problem solving for my 30 year olds and having them living in my basements. I want them to make the mistakes. And then I just make sure that our relationship and to your point, communication and natural consequences, all that is built in. So they know if they are in a bind, they can make that call. And I will safely pick them up from whatever Bush party they ended up at. And, you know, 11 o'clock, you know, on a Friday night, that's, that's, I, I just, I don't like the phone tracking, but of course, parents have to do what they're comfortable with. Um, but I will be quietly judging you. <laughs> no, you know what? I, Listen, I've yeah. said it on the air before. I'm yeah. like, you know, it's just, I, I feel the same way. And it was a yeah. real thing for me where I'm like, okay, do I do this? Don't I do it? But I'm like, yeah. okay, fine. I'm going to do it. There's, it's just on Wi-Fi, the phones. Yep. And I'm like, they don't have social media accounts because they're right. not of age. Right. And I'm a big, big. I, I'm oh, you see what goes on out there. You see what goes on out there. Yeah. As, we're content creators, Julie. We yeah. know, we know that world very well. So, yeah. you know, there are some rules around it. Yeah. So yep. I, yeah, I'm quite, you know, I don't even quietly judge. I just judge. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Loudly and on a radio show. Yeah, <laughs> I amplify, I amplify my judginess. <laughs> um, so the other thing I'm mean, to go along with this whole natural consequences too, is that I find that um, I think that's fair financially as well with teens, because, you know, when you do have a lot of kids, um, I did, you know, we did a lot of saving. We did a lot of RESP contribution, scholarship funds. I would get home from the hospital and daddy would have me signing things for savings accounts because when you have so many kids and you know, they're going to go off to school they're one prepared. after the other. Yeah. But I do think, yeah, definitely kids, um, you know, they've got to have skin in the game too. Like it's so important for them to have jobs. It's important for them to contribute. And you know what? I don't mind, um, you know, covering some of the university costs, they do books and beer, as we say, or, you know, but we do their, but you know what, if you fail a course, you know, th that's too bad, but you have to pay us back again, not punishment, but if you have to take a course again, we didn't budget for that. So, you know, as long as they have a bit of skin in the game, teens can be such a joy. And again, like just enjoy this stage too, like every other stage. There's a lot of joy to be had. They're great communicators. They're great conversationalists. They keep us woke and they keep us on track. They make sure we don't say the wrong thing. They bring their friends over. They make a mess. They're a joy to have. I am loving it. I love it. I love it, Julie. And like so many great like tips and so much great advice on the show today. I cannot thank you enough. Um, honestly, it's like something that can be scary. You just like shed a whole different kind of light on it. And I'm feeling good, Julie. Yeah, you good. got this. You got this mama. And again, just remember when they're treating you like crap, it's uh, and it'll pass. I mean, how many people when they hit 23, don't turn their parents and say, I'm so sorry for the teen years. <laughs> right? You just it's have a so long, true. you just got to wait a decade for that apology. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And you know what? It'll go in a blink of an oh, eye. Again, it sure will. There you go. Julie, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Well, you can find me in all the places like Instagram uh, at Julie Cole Inc. at Mabel's Labels. Uh, find me at mabelslabels.com slash Julie Cole and all my info's there. Amazing. And your book? Where can yep, you like a mother again, go to Julie Cole, uh, uh, mabelslabels.com slash Julie Cole. Anywhere, Amazon, Indigo, go to your favorite bookseller, go online and grab it.
guys get the book you're gonna want it and go give her a follow thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight julie you rock and uh and we can't wait to have you back all right love it thanks so much pina <laughs> that's it for us but we will catch you guys next week right here on the parenting show 640 toronto and i'm your host pina crispo of chic mama.ca 